Good morning, you guys. Happy Friday. I know I've been MIA for a while, but I'm back. And I have a few subjects that I want to talk about today. One is trust. The other is trust in relationships. And the last is when you post something that's negative, you get more feedback than you do when you post something positive. So today we're going to talk about those three things because lately I've been dealing with those three things and it's just been crazy to me because humans are something else. They say they support you, that they will be there for you, anything you need, I got you. But when it comes down to you being positive in any way, it's like ghost town. Nobody's there. Nobody's sharing your post. Nobody's commenting. None of that. So we're just going to dive right into those three topics and, you know, just chat a little bit about it. So I know my last podcast was um, dating someone that has anxiety and some topics in there was uh, in regards to trust. Um, Definitely people that suffer from anxiety, we need to trust you with our whole heart if you do one thing that shows us that we cannot trust you it gets weird it gets awkward and you know it's like we never ever want to tell you anything again so I briefly want to just chat about how I spoke with someone in regards to a situation that wasn't that serious but I um talked to them and you know told them that I didn't like the situation and once this individual I guess felt offended they needed to um, ask the question to someone else how do you feel about this what do you think and as I'm scrolling through Facebook I see that this person has put the whole what do you think about this Facebook here's the thing First off, if I'm talking to my spouse in regards to a serious situation, and if we can't solve this situation, and I ask you, okay, just leave it alone, never mind, you know, it's not that serious, you took it in the wrong type of way, it wasn't meant in that type of way, but it gets blown out of proportion, you know, and it really bothered me because... I asked you not to say anything. I told you, let it go. But apparently you were so offended by my statement that you just had to bring others in, which they then bought the whole Facebook in. What I have a problem with is I trusted you to not say anything because that's what I asked of you. But instead, you said something and then that person made it public like it was up for discussion. It wasn't. It was between you and I. We could have solved it and went on about our day. So that, you know, whole situation kind of, you know, really bothered me because I felt like your friend was wrong. He had no business posting what he posted. It wasn't up for discussion for Facebook to decide. I don't care what Facebook thought. I don't care what your friend thought. All I cared about is you respecting what I asked you and not saying anything. This is between you and I, period. 
So I'm going to go back to, you know, trust um, when it comes to a person with anxiety. Like, to me, that was a violation of our trust because it wasn't that serious, as I said before. But you made it out of something bigger than what it was. Now everybody's in our business. Oh, they don't know who we are. They don't know who we're talking about. I do. And I just didn't approve of it, didn't like it. It didn't sit well with me. So that's why I'm discussing this still today, because it's bothering me. And I know this individual will never, ever admit that they were wrong. Maybe you and I should have further discussed this to come to some type of conclusion or any of that. They will never apologize for what they did. And that's breaking the trust. Also, I found that when you post negatively on any social site, everyone has something to say. Everyone has a decision about what you should do, what you should post. Here's the thing. I'm over 18. I'm over 21. And I'm past my 30s. So I'm grown, you guys. I can post what I want. I can say what I want. I can feel how I want to feel. That's not your choice. And if you decide that you do not like what I post or you're offended by anything that I say, you can always unfollow me or just simply delete me. I won't be offended or I won't be hurt. But it bothers me to my core that I'm a business owner And when I'm posting things about my business or anxiety or depression, when I'm talking about something serious, no one has anything to say. But this certain individual made a comment on a post that I posted, but you've never listened to my podcast. You've never given me feedback on my podcast but you have something to say on a silly little post that I found funny. That's crazy to me, guys. I feel like we just really need to do better as individuals, as partners, um, friends, family, whatever. We just need to do better. If you truly support me and you have my back, show me at all avenues, not just when you see something negative. So again, trust goes a long way and if you want someone to trust you you have to be better at you know the things that you do and more cautious of the things you tell others there's people that know my income and I've never shared that information with them there's people that know probably a whole a lot about me that I've never shared with them There's a lot of people that I do tell about my anxiety and depression only because I don't want you to think that I'm standoffish, I don't like you, or I'm just being weird. So I do share that with people. I have nothing to hide about that. I have nothing to hide about the reason that got me to this point of anxiety and depression. But the other things that, you know, that I've heard and come up like, I didn't tell you that. So how do you know that? Like, you know, that's trust. Some things you just do not tell people. So if you're having some situations where you're battling trust or trust in your relationship or 
the things that you know people respond to on your social media chime in give me your feedback let me know how you feel about these situations for me it's been bothering my spirit for a few days so I said I'm gonna make a podcast about it and just see what others think hopefully I'll get the feedback that I'm looking for because I understand that you know sometimes people make mistakes so you can't you know I'm not holding you accountable for making a mistake but if you do it more than once it it no longer is a mistake you know it's just who you are it's what you want you know to do that's what you choose to do and you do it but guys please 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 if someone especially your spouse is giving you some information that is confidential and they tell you that this is between you and I let's talk about it let's discuss it and then all of a sudden you're scrolling through your social media and you see it as a topic I don't feel like that's okay I know others may feel like, oh, well, it's not a big deal. Nobody knew it was you or, you know, whatever the case may be. But my thing is, is I know and I know that I told you to keep it between us. So I just briefly wanted to jump on here and let you guys know, you know, what's on my mind, what I've been thinking about here lately because unfortunately for me a person that suffers from anxiety this feeling will probably never go away it's something that I'm gonna have to pray heavy and hard on because this individual will never see the wrong and what they did and what their friend did so again trust is a big big thing and once you lose that You've pretty much lost everything in that person because it's important that an individual can trust you. Like I said before, we all make mistakes, but when you make a mistake, own up to it. Make sure that you acknowledge that you're right. We could have handled this ourselves. We did not have to bring others into it. So, guys, be safe. Continue to wash your hands, love on your family, keep in contact with your family, make sure your family understands and trusts you, and know that in any situation that you put out there, that they totally fully have your back. No one else is going to know. That's the bond that cannot be broken. But here's the real thing. There's only one person you can truly trust, and that's God. So with that being said, put all your faith, your hopes, your prayers, dreams, anything into him, and he will not, will not fail you or disappoint. You all have a blessed weekend. Stay safe. God bless. Until next time, I love you all. Talk to you later. Good morning, everybody. It's Lakeisha Jones back again with another podcast. It's Sunday morning, and today I have a guest with me. But today we're going to hit a little bit on 
all of the um, deaths that uh, we've been having uh, from our black man that's been killed by the policemen and haven't served any justice for their killings. And also, how does this affect you or anyone with anxiety and depression? So we're going to get started and I'm going to let my guests introduce themselves so that you all know who she is. Good morning, my name is Jasmine and I'm also someone who suffers from depression and anxiety, Um, also panic attacks and this is really hitting me hard with everything that's going on in this world. So as we mentioned before, we are two people that suffer from anxiety and depression. So doing this podcast, um, I won't say that it's hard, but it is hard because for us, um, it brings a lot of emotions, um, things that, you know, not saying that we don't care about everyone that has passed away, but um, it's better for us to, you know, just stay away from the situation and not so much, you know, talk about it, but we've decided today that this is something that we want to share because it's important and it's sad. And I'm sure that it's a lot of people out there that do suffer from anxiety and depression, that this has really altered your mood to where, you know, for myself, it's put me in a real sad, you know, moment where I just, I really didn't want to talk about it, but today we are going to talk a little bit about some of the people that has passed away. This goes far as far back as Emmett Till. Emmett Till was only 14 years old when he was lynched in Mississippi in 1955 after being accused, accused of offending a white woman, whistling at a white woman. He was only 14 years old. Like, you think. It's back further than this, but this is as far back as documented. And when you think about this situation, if this doesn't bring sadness to your heart, like, you have to be a heartless person. Like, 14 years old? Then, as time progressed, there was Trayvon Martin. African-American boy that was just walking home from the store with a hoodie on. So now we're being discriminated by what we wear. Just because he had on a hoodie, he had a drink in his hand and a pack of Skittles. There's no way in the world you can mistake that as being a weapon. That was also Um, a very, very sad time for me. Um, I did listen and follow that story. That's when I realized that this, you know, whole thing of our people being killed by the police was just way too much for me. I mean, this, this guy was just an innocent bystander minding his own business. And because someone felt he was a threat because of a hoodie, his life was taken and cut short. I'm sure you all remember Oscar Grant. 22 years old, 
New Year's Eve, attending or trying to attend a party on the BART in Oakland, California, was killed by a policeman, unarmed, already handcuffed, not resisting arrest, and was shot dead in front of everyone. And that also, for me, was kind of scary because I'm from Oakland. And you think about it like that could have been my son or your son or anybody's son. But Oscar Grant lost his life to an officer that obviously um, wasn't, um, you know, like, sensitive of African-Americans like he had no feelings whatsoever for us because how could this guy be a threat that's already handcuffed one thing that hurts me with this story is getting on social media and seeing his children and his his baby mama like how how they just lost this person and and these children won't have their father to raise them and he seemed like a really good father I actually have a list of a few that has been killed in the hands of police officers. And I'm just going to go down my list and share a few. Some I wasn't even aware of because, like I said before, I really try and disconnect myself from this sadness. Like, it's way too much um, for my anxiety. And it definitely puts me in a depression state. To whereas, you know, I sometimes disconnect from everything just so that I don't have to, you know, hear and see the sadness of these these moms that's losing their, their sons and or daughters and the children that will never see their father or their mother or, or family members again. April 30th, 2014, Dante Hamilton from Milwaukee was shot 14 times by a police officer. Eric Garner from New York, I'm sure you all remember him. He, just like Floyd, both said, I can't breathe. He was he was shot 11 times, or no, excuse me. He said that 11 times that I cannot breathe, but he was illegally in a chokehold when he died. August 5th, 2014, John Crawford from Daytona, Ohio was shot and killed at a Walmart, unarmed. They said he um, had a toy BB gun in his hand. If you're a trained officer, how do you not know a real weapon from a fake weapon? August 9th, 2014, Michael Brown Jr., from Ferguson was unarmed an 18 year old another young black man life was taken shot dead in the middle of the street August 11 2014 Ezell Ford from Florence California was shot three times including in the back and he was also unarmed August 12 2004 Dante Parker of Victorville, California, died in a police custody. November 13, 2014, Tanisha Anderson, Cleveland, Ohio, was slammed to the pavement and died in the custody of police. 
Her family says she um, suffered from a bipolar disorder. So that, when I saw that, that really hit home because that's someone that suffers from a mental illness. And that's really scary because when you think of yourself or myself or someone that suffers from a mental health illness, you think, I'm not safe when it comes to the police. November 20th, 2014, Akaya from Brooklyn, unarmed, was also shot and killed by a police officer. November 27th, 2014, another child, only 12 years old, was killed by the police in Cleveland, Ohio, for a toy gun. Toy gun. Also, there was a Freddie Gray, April 19th, 2015, in Baltimore. After um, being arrested by the police officers, he suffered from, from a spinal injury, and that killed him uh, weeks later. I, I'm sure you guys remember uh, Philando. He was the uh, guy with his girlfriend and their daughter, and he was pulled over, and he was driving with a weapon, and he was permitted to have this weapon, but the officer shot and killed him. Alton Sterling was killed July 5th, 2016. And then we come to Floyd George. That was killed this year, this month. Same thing. It was murder. He also said, I can't breathe. This, for me, was a really sad situation because I read a lot of posts where um, it was said that this man cried out for his mother, his mom, you guys, someone that had passed away herself. But This is how desperate he was to seek some help and everybody stood around and did nothing. I couldn't bring myself to watch the actual footage, but just seeing images of this horrible, horrible situation just made me sad and made me realize that this and everything else that we've Seen is just way too much. I'm sure you all remember Sandra Bland, July 13, 2015. She was found hung in her jail cell in Texas three days after being arrested for a traffic stop. That image that I saw was heartbreaking because they tried to say that she took her own life. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Breonna Taylor also gunned down in her own home, sleeping, minding her own business because the police officers made a mistake. Could you imagine this being your sister, your daughter, your niece, your auntie, just life taken away in their own home, having nothing to do with anything, just an innocent bystander. 
This and all of the killings, you guys, have just been way too much. And it's sad. I'm sure you guys also remember, um, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but Botham Jean, the young man that was killed by the white officer, um, that uh, was actually just to serve, but still, he lost his life to a crime that wasn't necessary. And we can't forget about Ahmad Aubrey that was jogging, minding his own business. And just because he went into a, a structure home that was being built, they said he was trespassing. But he hadn't done anything wrong. He hadn't stolen anything. He hadn't um, ruined anything. He was just jogging, minding his own business. When two guys, two white men, decided to take his life. So again, this has, this has taken a big, um, you know, damper on my soul because it's sad. Like, and then some, uh, most, most of these deaths um, have not received any justice for the killings or the loss of these people. So to know that is a scary situation because what happens the next time I'm pulled over or my daughter's pulled over or my son or our family members pulled over for a basic tra- traffic stop and the officer decides that they don't like black people. So it's really scary. And for, for myself with suffering from anxiety and depression, it's really hard to see this and to know that this is happening and that it could be you. I'm going to let my guests share a little bit about how this affects her and her feelings with having, you know, anxiety and depression. I went, I want to hit on the social media presence. Um, I've watched Floyd take his last breath. Uh, I didn't want to watch these videos, but when you're scrolling and you come across it, it's just something that couldn't look away from what was happening. Um, same with Ahmad. I've watched this man's life leave out of his body. All of these things are caught on video and there's no justice being served. That just this morning, there was protests in Sacramento and the very first video I come across is a man being shot in the face with a rubber bullet, just bleeding everywhere. That's something that affects me for the rest of the day. Like I, That's something that my anxiety just... I can't keep those images out of my head. Um, so I, w- I think it's important when you're, you're someone who suffers to so just take a break from that. It, it's important to see, but at the same time, if it's going to affect you like that, just just step away for a minute and, and come collect. Another thing I wanted to touch on is uh, my children. I have two beautiful chocolate girls and when is it too soon to talk to them about this like I have a seven-year-old should I tell her now what's going on this could happen to you like when is it too soon to to bring this up to them um their father when we were together every day when he would walk out of this door I my anxiety would be so high 
I always made sure I kissed him goodbye. It's like I just wanted him to come home to us. He drove in in San Francisco. It was just all day I would call and check on him. I just wanted him to come home to us. It's just it's something that's so scary. And you shouldn't have to live your life like that. All just because of the color of your skin. How am I going to explain to my kids that? There are going to be some people that don't like you just because of the color of your skin. So this truly, truly um, hits hard for um, the mental health family. Um, It's something that, you know, we cannot just easily erase from our minds. And once, you know, we see these things, it's hard to say, you know, I don't want to see it or I don't want to know about it because it's educational. You need to know about it and you have to see it. But given, you know, our health situation and knowing what triggers our depression, um, we are choosing to kind of stay away from the situation and not soak so much into the social media that we are prone to every single day because there is no way of getting around it if you are someone you know that loves to be on uh, social media and it's just you know after seeing Floyd pass away that was like the icing on the cake I was like Letting all my, uh, you know, social media family know that I love you and I respect every one of your comments. I appreciate what you're doing, but I cannot be tagged in anything. You know, I, I can't deal with it. It's way too much for me, you guys. And although um, it may seem a little selfish that I don't want to know, it's helpful. It's helpful for me, and I'm sure that it's helpful for anyone else that suffers from anxiety and depression. This alone, on type of, on top of everything else that we deal with, if you are someone that deals with anxiety and depression, it's a mental thing. So we internalize everything mentally. It's always in our mind. It's always there until we say you know what I have to separate myself from these situations and give myself time to collect my thoughts and renew my heart and you know just make sure that I'm in a place where this is not going to take over my life so you guys in conclusion um, we just wanted to briefly put it out there that we are aware of our sisters and brothers being killed at the hands of the police. And we're not just talking about African-Americans, but everyone that has lost their lives to a crime that they did not deserve. So we thank you for listening. And we hope that this podcast was informational to you and that you enjoy listening to us. We also appreciate you all and thank you so much for tuning in. And again, like I said, if you are someone that suffers from anxiety and depression, 
don't feel like you're being selfish because you need to let everybody know that I need a break. You know, I need time out from all of this. Not only with the COVID-19, now uh, racism is just, it never went away, but it's just here and it's real strong and it's really mind-bottling. So again, I want to tell you all, thank you. Please stay safe. Um, Avoid the police as much as possible. Avoid going out because we are still dealing with the COVID-19. Be safe. Wash your hands. Kiss on your loved ones. Tell them you love them. And make sure, make sure that your mental health becomes first and important to you. Thank you all for listening. We love you and we'll see you next time.